Nothing ruins a marriage quite like a lazy, sorry, and inconsiderate man or woman. My name is Harriet McClance, and I am the co-founder of Her North. And I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Now, let's talk about this. A lot of women are going through some very tumultuous times right now. And sometimes, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with you, but the spouse. It may be something that has uh, kind of been thrown to the wayside over a course of time. It may be something that you guys continue, continue to talk about and revisit. And you can't seem to reach a consensus about what you need to do to solve the problem. And you're starting to see that the marriage is starting to deteriorate. And so this is what I want to say to you ladies out there that are listening today. There is a feeling of desperation that happens to a woman when she starts to see that her marriage is starting to fall apart. And sometimes there's nothing you can do because it takes two. But at the same time, those of you who are believers know that when you turn it over to God, that God will take care of it, but it may not always be the answer that you want. But I guarantee you that whatever God decides for your relationship, it's always going to be for your good. And Romans 8 and 28 reassures us of that. So ladies, this is what I want to talk to you about today because I'm seeing a lot of this, a lot of this. Ladies, you can't be a wife and act like your husband. And what I mean by that is you can't have tick for tack in marriage. You can't say what's good for the goose is good for the gander and the chicken too. You have to make sure that everything that you do is done unto God. And the reason why I say that what you do, you do it unto the Lord is because if you base your behavior as a wife on whether or not your husband compliments the meal, whether or not he shows appreciation because there are some men who were raised in very dysfunctional families and they don't know how to show appreciation for anything that you do because they grew up in so much dysfunction. Now, I'm not taking their side, but the truth is just the truth. And, and you, you're probably saying, well, they knew exactly what to say and what to do when they were trying to get me. And so did you. And some of those things may have came up, but you look the other way because when you really want to be with somebody as ladies, we have a tendency to kind of look over some things or maybe think that we can change a person. But what I want to talk about particularly today, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but we've got to talk about this, ladies. One of the reasons why, why marriages are falling apart is because there are money problems. OK, and then the second thing. Some people in marriage are just lazy and inconsiderate. And, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate because you think that it's, it's, it's something so small. You, you're like, OK, I don't think being inconsiderate can cause a marriage to fall apart. Yes, it can. I, I, I don't think it's a big deal that he doesn't help me out around the house. OK, it'll start to affect your your intimacy level, because what woman feels like uh, hanging from the chandelier after she's been taking care of kids, cleaning up and cooking and working a job all day? 
Even if you haven't worked outside of the home, if you are a homemaker, honey, and you're doing what you're supposed to do, that's a full time job. And if you don't believe me, it costs to get a housekeeper. That's a separate job cleaning the house. It costs to get somebody to take care of the clothes. That's a separate job ironing, dry cleaning. It, it costs to pay somebody to cook the meals. That's a separate job. That's the third job. And it costs to have transportation, to have somebody to pick your kids up, drop them off at the daycare or to pick them up and take them to extracurricular activities, run errands to the grocery store. That's a separate job. And then being a wife, that's the fifth job. That's another job. And if you have to constantly pick up behind your household, that's another job in addition to all the other jobs. OK, and so I don't want to hear this about, OK, just because you at home, you a housewife, you, you know, you, you're not expected to do anything and, and you, you can't do anything because, yeah, it is. And oh, I didn't throw this in there. Taking care of the kids is a separate job because you have nannies for that and running the whole house under the head, which is your husband. OK, God is the head, then your husband, then you, you're the neck. They turn the head. That's a separate job right there because you got to have a governess to run the whole house. If you if if uh, if you wasn't doing it yourself as a wife. And when I say run the cares of the home, y'all know what I'm talking about. The upkeep and different things like that of the home. And we're not even going to mention if you have to take care of the outside, too, if you really have a lazy and sorry husband. So this is what I want to say to you, ladies. Marriage is not just about the glamour. It's not. And if you're getting married so that you can look good in your Christmas pajamas, if you're getting married so that you can have some Christmas cards to send out to somebody or so that you can take some portraits and and celebrate and and, and have your picture on the front of a magazine or, or or talk about your wedding years and years after it has come and gone because of how many bridesmaids you had that paid for their dresses and different things like this, then you you're in for a rude awakening because I'm going to tell you something. That's nothing compared to what the reality of marriage is. You know, I'm, I'll be the first person to tell you that there are so many blessings in a Christian marriage. I mean, God has blessed me and my husband tremendously in marriage. But ladies, I'm going to tell you like this. If you are a lazy woman, your marriage will go sour quickly. And if you have a lazy, sorry and inconsiderate husband. You're going to have to really stay with the Lord because it'll, it'll go sour double over because there is nothing worse than two people waiting for somebody else to serve and wait on them constantly. And that's what happens sometimes when you marry and, and, and you're not married to a person that's staying connected to God, because I'm going to tell you something. Nobody really knows what marriage is like. And if y'all hear me breathing, I'm over here folding up stuff in my room, my blankets and things while I'm recording this podcast. But y'all know how that is multitasking. But this is what I want to say to you, ladies. You have to really take your time 
and learn from older women who have been married for a while. And I'm not just going to say older women because there's some young women out there that probably know how to do some things better than some other some some women who have been married for a very long time. Because some of you, you ladies who have been married a long time, just because you've been married a long time, you know, you think because you've been married 20, 30, 40 years, nobody can teach you anything. And you think that just because you still have the ink on your marriage license and y'all been barely living in the same house together, that you actually have a marriage. But what you have are two roommates. Because, number one, you can't remember the last time you were emotionally and physically intimate with each other and you probably don't have pray together and when you do you can't remember the last time you actually sat down and broke bread together either and so it's important for you to to revisit your relationship long before the helium in it dissipates okay don't wait until you're having major marital problems before you start doing something about it those of you ladies who are suffering in silence because it's what you saw your mama do, you saw your grandmama do, and 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 he started not coming home at night, and and, it, and one night turned into two nights. He didn't come home, and then three nights. And because he paying the bills, you're telling yourself, well, at least he paying the bills. No, God doesn't want that for you. God doesn't want you sitting there suffering like that. Now I'm not gonna tell you to leave your relationship, but some men. They will disrespect you if you sit there and you allow them to disrespect you. Now, they won't tolerate disrespect, but they will run smack over a woman who doesn't have any pride or dignity for herself. And so, ladies, this is what I want to say to you. You can't be a wife and be a lazy and sorry woman because there's a level of respect that comes from a man when he knows that he's married to a woman who takes pride in who she is, who takes pride in being a good wife. Let me give you some examples. A woman that's a wife that doesn't keep house, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Because a man can be the main person that's messing up the house along with his kids. But if he, if, if, if the house is filthy, he doesn't want to sit in it. He doesn't want to sit in it. That man is going to try to find somebody else with a clean house. And he's going to take a detour when he gets off work. And he's going to be laid up at the other woman's house. You know, they call it the side chick. Okay. The side piece. Okay. That's, that's where he's going to be laid up. And then you're going to be sitting there. Oh, well, I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to do that because you're going to allow it to work on your mind and, and affect you emotionally. And so this is what I want to say to you ladies. If you want your marriage to have a chance, and this is just in addition to You've got to make sure that you really know what it means to be a Christian woman who takes care of her business, who handles her business. Because if you are lazy, you can't you're not going to be able to manage a marriage. You can't be you can't go to bed with dishes all over the place. You can't let the trash cans pile up with trash and Lord knows what else. You can't just sit in filth and it doesn't affect your mental and emotional health. There's a reason why I try to encourage you ladies to stay connected to God and to pray and and to spend that time with the Lord so that you can love yourself first. 
Because spending time with God, the Lord will teach you all about who you are and who you're supposed to be in Christ. And he'll give you the strength, the wisdom and the knowledge that you need to become the best version of yourself that you need to be. And so I'm going to tell you this. If you're struggling and, and you can't seem to keep your house clean, you can't seem to uh, prepare meals because you don't have any help, because that's the reality of a lot of women. You don't have any help. You, and, and, you know, and the sad thing is I've heard women, other older women who came from some broken relationships, who didn't have uh, men in their lives. I heard them say, well, I raised all my kids by myself, but you didn't have to. You didn't have to. You had other options. There were other options. When you saw that that knucklehead wasn't going to help you with the first one, you didn't have to lay around and have a second one. You didn't have to hang around and have a third one or the fourth one. So, ladies, we've got to use wisdom and knowledge. I remember when I was a little girl, I had an aunt that went through a, a divorce and it was heart gut wrenching for her because she was a very godly woman, beautiful woman. But she couldn't she couldn't be in a marriage by herself. And she couldn't deal with a lot of the abuse that she was dealing with for the rest of her life. And so she made the decision to return and, and, and start over. And so this is what she did. to. This is what she said to me. She said, Harriet, never have more children than you can take care of by yourself. Because in this life, you don't know what is going to happen in a relationship. And I watched her. Start from scratch with her career and raise children by herself. And she still managed to she managed to keep her relationship with God, to keep her faith and to love and show kindness to people. And this and I know she was hurting. There were times when I would hear her praying in the room and reading her scripture. And she she still does that to this day. In fact, to this day. Um, she's a she's a pastor. She's a she's a uh, minister and she's a very powerful woman of God. And this is what I want to say to you, ladies. Let's get back to the point. Laziness. <sighs> Y'all. It's OK to be a homemaker. But homemaker and being a housewife does not pay well. And some of y'all may be married to billionaires, fine, whatever, whatever. I'm not talking to you. But housewife salary does not pay well because it doesn't matter if a man is giving you five dollars or you taking five dollars a month. When you are not working, he starts to lose that appreciation for everything that you do. He stopped acting like he appreciated some people now, not all of them, some men, not all, but some men start treating you. Like it's nothing for you to clean up the kitchen. It's nothing for you to cook. It's nothing for you to take care of the kids and to wash the clothes and to iron them. And they start acting like they entitled to what you do instead of celebrating and being appreciative for what you do for them. They start sitting around waiting for you to serve and serve and they won't even fix you a glass of ice water. And when you do ask them to fix you a glass of ice water, they take their time bringing it to you when you jump up at the drop of a hat. To do something for you. And we're not even going to talk about illness. If you really want to know. What kind of heart. Your husband has. 
Reflect on how he treated you when you were pregnant or when you were on your bed of affliction. Now, I want that to sink in. If he did not treat you right when you were afflicted, distressed, or pregnant, you already know what you're married to. And you don't need me to elaborate. And I hope, I hope this is not true for some of you. But the reality is that it is true for some. That's why you can't be lazy. Because you got to take care of yourself so that if you stay with that sorry man, you're going to be you're going to have some energy left to take care of yourself. If you get down on your bed of affliction or your children, because this is one thing I want you to, to realize. That man, even though he's your husband, he is not your God. And some of y'all are miserable because you have turned your husband into your God. And you're, you're looking worn out and, and beat down because he's stressing you out and he's still walking around here looking like a stud. I don't know. Some of them, some men end up looking really bad, especially if they burning the candles out of a, a, off of both ends. There are some men who live double lives and their wives put up with it for years. And they still wait on them hand and foot. They still serve them. And, and, it's, and it's so unfortunate. But then there are some that's just lazy. Some men, y'all, some men are so lazy and sorry. It, it, they give a new meaning to the words lazy and sorry. They want you to not only cook the food, but they want you to bring it to them. Not only do they want you to cook the food, they want you to pack it for them for you can, so that they can take it with them. Some men are so lazy, they'll see you bending over to reach for your glass so that you can quench your thirst. And they'll look the other way, sitting right beside you to keep from bring, having to reach over and get the glass for you. That's a lazy man right there. But it's some sorry men like that, too. You know, we need to have these kind of conversations because a lot of women suffer in silence. When it comes to being with some lazy, sorry, inconsiderate men. And some of you may be struggling with men who can't keep a job. Every couple of months, he changing jobs. He finds something wrong with that job. He finds something wrong with these people. He just can't keep a job. And most of the time, it's got something to do with him. That's the common denominator. How do you how do you deal with that? This is what I'm going to say to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, because what, what, what works for one woman may not work for you. What works for this woman uh, in the Philippines may not work for the woman in the United States. But this is what I want to say to you. Stop putting your trust in these husbands. Put your trust in God. Stop sitting there saying, oh, my husband, give him the strength to do this and that. And you ask God to give you some of that strength, too. Because I don't care how long you've been married or how short you've been married. There is nothing like having a check or two or three with your name on it. Because people will give you all the advice in the world. They'll tell you all what you need to do and this, that, and the other. And in your time of need, they will be nowhere to be found when it's time to have some help keeping your kids. When it's time to have somebody to come over and help you when you're sick. When it's time to have somebody to talk to because you're going through something. 
So this is what I'm going to say to you. You can't afford to be a lazy and sorry woman. And I also mean with your prayer life. You got to crawl out of that bed before you get sleepy. You got to you, you, you have to get on your knees and pray and talk to God before your eyelids get heavy. You can't wait until stuff is happening in your marriage before you go and talk to God. You can't be lazy about going to church on Sunday. If you can't remember the last time you was at church, then, hey, honey, you headed for trouble. Because just because you go to church don't mean you're not going to have trouble because sometimes trouble is there at the church house. But if you want to get strength and be able to to build yourself back up from time to time, you need to be around other Christians. Because sometimes y'all women can get in these crazy marriages with some low down folks that are getting in the way of you going to church. I've heard about women whose husbands would hide their car keys. And y'all, I'm in the kitchen now getting ready to uh, wash these here dishes that's been sitting up in here. But anyway, I'm going to take care of these now while I talk to y'all. And I hope it doesn't bother you too much. But, you know, uh, there, there have been instances where women have told me. That their men will hide their keys and shoes to keep them from leaving home and going to church. And this is what I want to say to you ladies. I remember when I first got married. A lot of the older women would tell me all the time. Oh. My husband. He sure don't want me going nowhere. He just want me to be at home. He said he want me. He want his wife at home. And me being the witty woman that I am. I said that's because he don't want you to bump into him and his girlfriend while they out. I know y'all see God don't. (laughs) See God don't like ugly. And he ain't that particular about pretty either. But y'all know what I'm saying. You got to have some good sense. Don't be sitting around here bragging and, and, and acting like, you know, this, that, and the other. And you know you hadn't been going to church. You hadn't been going to Bible study. You are not in the Bible teaching, Bible believing church. You up there playing church at some little uh, big old place where it's a bunch of people looking cute in their clothes. And, and everybody's sleeping with everybody. Everybody's lying and paying out money that they don't have and lord it's just you don't want to get caught up in anything like that ladies you don't want to be living a lie you don't want to be going home to a nasty house and pulling up in a in a mercedes or pulling up in a luxury vehicle and 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 you can't remember the last time you had enough money to buy some uh washing powder that actually had a name on it so this is what i want to say to you ladies you can't be lazy when you're married and you've got to find a mentor. Sometimes it might be your mother, but in, in a perfect world, it would be great to be surrounded by older women that you grew up with that can help you on your journey to marriage. But some of them have terrible marriages. And there's nothing worse than having a woman that's trying to mentor you in your marriage that's in a sour marriage herself. And just because she is your mother-in-law, doesn't mean that your mother-in-law is going to have your best interest at heart. Believe that. It's all kind of stuff happening out here. I was fortunate. I had a good mother-in-law. But some of my, uh, some of, some of the other folks that I came across, demon-possessed. And I just thank God that I had enough sense 
and I had enough grit and God in me to do what I needed to do so that I could keep my marriage intact. And so this is what I want to say to you, ladies. You can't look for other people to do things that you know you need to be doing. If you know you have a sorry husband, but you're going to stay with him, do what you need to do. Go out there and get you a job so that you can get you a check and pay somebody to do some of that stuff that that's going to give you a break. Because all of this cooking and cleaning and going on and having a full time job and taking care of kids and and being a, a a superstar in the bedroom, that's a lie from the pit of hell. It ain't no such thing. And you have to use wisdom and knowledge. And, and if you need somebody to give you permission to do what you need to do, you really have a problem. You really have a problem. Because who were you before you got married? What did you do before you got married? What kind of job did you have? How did you fix your hair? How clean did you keep your place? Did you keep it clean? How clean did you keep yourself? See, ladies, you can't be lazy in marriage because I can honestly tell you if you don't have any standards and you marry somebody that, that, that just drink out of a glass and sit it on the table without a poster, act all unsit. Let me tell you this. I'm going to say this to you in case nobody has told you. I really believe that a civilized woman can change an uncivilized man. And you're probably saying, you know, Harriet, I thought you said that you can't change a man. Nope. But a civilized woman can make an uncivilized man want to change because he know that's the only way he going to keep you. See, a lot of times, ladies, you, you feel like you got to lower your standards just to keep your husband. You have to put your life at risk just to keep your husband. But are you really keeping anything that's worth keeping when you're putting your life at risk? And y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to get all out there about it. You see, God loves you. And, 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 and the love that he has for you is unconditional. It's not based on what we look like, what you look like or what you have. And, and it's that love that he teaches us to have for ourselves, y'all. And when you love yourself, you're not going to live in squalor. You're going to reject a husband that may try to pull you down into squalor. And remember what I said. Don't allow a lazy, sorry and inconsiderate husband to wear you down and break you down. Have you ever seen a woman with the, what look like the spirit has just left her? Her spirit has just left. And it looks like her husband took the spirit from her. And he's operating in that, that, that youthfulness and, and that joy and that happiness because he took the life from her. Having her constantly be his slave. That's not marriage. Clean up behind him constantly. Fix his food constantly. And he never offers to do anything. You know, sometimes you got to teach a man. You know, sometimes, baby, I want a nice glass of ice water. Can you fix me one? And they start whining because they don't want to. They're not used to seeing that. Especially when you marry a man that came from a broken home. 
You ask him, and some men are the complete opposite. They came out of a broken home and they want their marriages to be better than the, the environments that they came out of. And some men think, oh, if I pay the bills, I don't have to do anything else. That's a silly mentality to have. Ladies, number one, you have to pray for your marriage. You have to pray for yourself. And you have to ask God for the strength that you need to be the woman that he's calling you to be. You can't base it on a knucklehead or the lack of one. You have to give yourself the time that you need in peace and quiet. You know, there are some men, they can't even sit in the room without the television on and the radio and, the, and their phone and, and this, that and the other. And they'll have you crazy if you let them. They'll have you up pacing the floor at night if you let them. You have to have enough God in you to recognize when you're dealing with some demonic stuff. And you can't be lazy. You can't half do things in your life and expect your life to get better or to make progress in your life. Clean out that closet. When was the last time you got rid of stuff that you've been saying you need to get rid of every time somebody pull up in your car garage? When was the last time you could actually see the bottom of your drawer? When was the last time you cleaned out something that really needed to be cleaned out for you? When was the last time you actually sat down and, 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 and allowed your husband to fix you something to eat or to bring you something to eat? Now, I'm not telling you what to do, but a lot of marriages fail because we're just lazy, slothful and inconsiderate. You can't act hateful and mean because your husband is acting hateful and mean because nobody's going to win. Nobody's going to win. It's no, there's no such thing as 50 50. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Sometimes it's going to be 80 20. Sometimes it's going to be 95-5. Sometimes it's going to be 99 and 1. But it shouldn't be like that every day. And you've got to learn how to do some things so that you don't create a financial strain in your marriage. You see, sometimes men are lazy when they have to work super hard to keep you happy with stuff and to keep your kids happy with stuff. See, there was a time when women worked toward protecting their assets. But now women want their children to have everything right now because we didn't have it. And what that does is it, a man looks forward to a child turning 18 and leaving home. But in some cases, women will continue to take care of those children all the way up through marriage. And there's never, there's no such thing as somebody just giving somebody money. There's always strings attached. So you've got to be mindful and careful of that. So ladies, you can't be lazy because when you're lazy, somebody else is going to provide for you financially and they're going to be pulling the strings and telling you what to do. You're going to be dancing by somebody else's music. As long as you're taking somebody else's money, most of the time you're going to have to dance by their music. But if you want to be in a position where you maintain a certain level of dignity and respect for yourself you need to find a way to earn your own money and that's just the bottom line I don't want to hear this stuff about and I've heard it all y'all know some of y'all are my clients 
I've heard it all, Willa. I, 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 I'm just going to take care of the child or, or the children. Okay, that's fine. But you need to be going to school when they go to sleep. You need to be ready to spring into action once they become of age and can go back to school. And a lot of times marriages can be patched up and repaired if you work toward little by little by little educating yourself, going to a Christian counselor, counselor, praying together, getting in a Bible teaching, Bible believing church, talking to one another, learning how to be civil with one another. Learning how to show affection. Uh, you know, some, some people really struggle with affection because their parents never showed them any. You know, if you if, if some of y'all are upset because you're like, oh, my husband don't show me enough affection. Well, you probably don't show him enough either. Because, see, ladies, we can always see what the man is doing wrong or what they're not doing. But we can't see ourselves because it's not natural for us to examine ourselves and it's not comfortable. So this is what I want to tell you, being lazy and sweeping stuff under the rug, it doesn't help your marriage. You know, if you know that y'all don't have a lot of money, then you shouldn't be trying to make demands that require a lot of money. You shouldn't be trying to stretch your, spread yourself thin so that you can buy your children or a child a car that, that, they can, that you really can't afford. And that your husband end up getting a second job so that he can pay the insurance on the child. Because so, you don't want the child to go get a job. You don't want the child to work. You don't want them to do anything. And then you're mad because your husband's in a bad mood because when he comes home from his second job, he's he, he's just he's just not looking forward to hugging you. He really want to do some other things to you to get you out of his face, but he won't do it. So you got to ladies, you really have to watch stuff like this. And I hope that I'm giving you some insight that you can really think about. Because a lot of these men are stressed out. They stressed out at work. And then when they get home, they don't feel like doing anything because they feel like they have to stay on these jobs so that they can financially support some bad habits that some of us have. Some of us have shopping addictions. You know, I tell women all the time, if you really want to know where you are mentally and emotionally, look at your finances. If you really want to know where you are and what your priorities are, look in your closet. Look at look at what you do with your money. Look at how you treat your household money. Look at your time. How do you spend your time? Some some relate some relationships would be repaired if some of you would go out and get a job. Your your marriages will just flourish overnight. By the, by the first pay period, just by you getting a job, number one, you can pay for somebody to come in the house and clean it up. That man may get this certain sudden bust burst of energy to motivate and inspire him to do more because now he see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But ladies, we live in a different time where everything costs a lot more. You need to get a job. You need to work. You need to bring in an income. And I, and I know some of you have told me, well, the woman ain't supposed to work. She don't have to work this, that, and the other. Yeah, but you worked probably before you got married. And a lot of times we want to get married and we want to marry good men. We want to marry men that's been groomed well by their, by their fathers and groomed well by their grandfathers and the great-grandfathers and the men in the church and the men in positions within uh, the community and different things like that. But we have nothing to offer. We have nothing to offer. 
we, we don't want to cook. We don't we don't want to keep a clean home. We, we, we don't want to do anything. We don't want to go to school. We don't want to go back to school. We don't want to finish. We think that, OK, this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's it. And your worth as a woman is not defined by your your paycheck. It's not. But the Bible talks about the Proverbs woman. And and I don't care what y'all have to say about this because this is just the way it is. The woman, the virtuous woman in Proverbs was referring to the married woman. And if I'm wrong, y'all correct me and I will make that change. But, you know, a single woman, y'all, that that whole book about the virtuous woman, a lot of single women like to say, oh, this, that, and the other. Uh-uh. The virtuous woman refers to the married woman. The married woman is able to go out and get up while it's still dark and make way for her family. The virtuous woman is, is, is not afraid to go out and work. And sometimes it may require working two jobs to help your husband help y'all get out of debt faster. Now, I'm not saying you work two jobs and he kick his feet up and do nothing. But I'm talking about learning how to work together and stick together as a married couple. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you start working toward a common goal and getting somewhere, you don't have a lot of time to have arguments and confusion in your marriage. You don't have time to be lazy because you're trying to work together and have something. As long as you've got one person that's working really hard and saving money and the other person is just spending and not doing anything and and, and creating greedy, monstrous uh, little uh, 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 people that's not grateful for anything. Because there are some kids that's grateful for stuff because they, they weren't given everything. But there are some children that it doesn't matter what you buy them, it'll never be enough. They feel entitled. To their mama. They feel entitled to what they daddy have. They don't even feel like they should have to say thank you. They don't even feel like they have to do anything. Because I didn't ask to be here. And Lord there's so many things wrong with that. I don't even know where to start. But this is what I want to say to you ladies. We can't be lazy. We can't be lazy when it comes to the devil trying to intrude. And come into our house. And, 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 and make googly eyes at our husbands. We can't look the other way and pretend like we don't see it. You better keep the health out your house. And you better pray over your home. You can't be lazy when it comes to dealing with uh, stuff that may be trying to come up against your marriage. There was a woman that loved rubbing her bosom up against me and at a church that me and my husband attended. And I already had to talk with my husband about her. So he knew that I didn't play that. And I let this woman know, don't you reach over there, my husband, with your bosom all out. You go somewhere else. And she never touched my husband. And all the other women were complaining and upset because, you know, she was always rubbing up against all these other husbands. Ladies, you can't be lazy and you can't be shame and shy. I'm not telling you to act all ghetto and silly, but you have to come straight up to face some of these dragons and let them know, hey, no, not here. You can't let everything come into your house. You can't let your kids watch whatever they want to watch on television and wonder why uh, they have a, a potty mouth. 
You, 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 you can't let your husband watch whatever he feels like he want to see in front of you. And he's still, he's still going to respect you. It doesn't work like that. It's certain things. My husband turned on the television. He know I'm going to immediately get up and leave the room. He'll say, Hey, I, I'm not watching that. And that's respect. And there's certain things I'm not going to watch in front of my husband either. There's certain women things that, you know, men don't need to know about our bodies. Some things are supposed to be private and they're private for a reason. Some of the commercials I see on television make me feel, you know, bashful and embarrassed. So, ladies, we can't be lazy. We have to be intentional about the type of Christian homes that we want to create for our husbands and for our families and our extended families. We have to have healthy boundaries in place. I have boundaries. There are certain times my husband know, hey, I don't bother my wife during this time. I don't bother her during her prayer time. I don't I don't bother my wife when she's trying to rest. And we need to learn to be the same way with our husbands. When they first walk through the door, let's hug them and greet them, especially if we arrive first. Ask God to show you what it is you need to do so that you can be more available and loving towards your husband and your family. Boundaries again. Ask God to, to give you the knowledge and wisdom that you need to put in place healthy boundaries so that you can have consistency and be committed in your relationship. Not just with your with your husband, but in your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. And I'm going to say this and let y'all go because this podcast is really long. This is what I want to say to you. Your level of happiness is determined by the quality of the relationships that you decide to be a part of. If you want to have a a peaceful life, I'm not saying you're going to live a life without trouble as a Christian because that's not going to happen. But if you want a more peaceful life, you're going to have to learn what relationships are worth investing in and which relationships are not. You're going to have to learn how to identify a person that's emotionally uh, capable of being in a relationship with you as a friend versus somebody that's not. You're going to have to learn how to put in healthy boundaries with people that you know are not willing to do the work so that they can maintain a healthy connection with somebody. You're going to have to be able to, to, to walk away from certain relationships that's just bad for you. It's disappointing. Some of you continue to hit your head up against the wall because you're expecting a a, a person to change and you keep letting them in so that they can finish off the damage, finish you off. It's some people that I love and it and, and these have been people. Some of these people have been very difficult to love. And I, and, and I constantly have to pray and ask God to work on my heart so that I'm not harboring any ill will because some stuff, some wounds run deep. And what I want to say to you ladies is this. You can love people and they don't have to be in your life. And I learned that there are some people that I love and sometimes I even still grieve those relations, what I thought those relationships were because they weren't what I thought they were. I still grieve them sometimes. And I still love them, but I recognize that it's not a healthy and safe place for me or for my husband. So there are boundaries there. You see, there's a place in my heart that's untouched. 
And when I say untouched, there's a place in my heart that only it's only where God resides. And I, and I don't compromise that area for anything. Because it's that relationship that gives me the strength that I need to acquire the wisdom and knowledge. When I just feel like giving up, when I feel like I'm just tired, I don't want to be bothered. When I feel like nobody's listening, when I feel like nobody cares, God hears me. And that's that untouchable place in my heart. My safe place. So ladies, we can't be lazy. And when I say lazy and sorry and inconsiderate, all of that, it, it, it runs together. You, you, you can't be those things and have a healthy marriage. And husbands can't be that way either. And I know I probably talk more about women because I am a woman. But it's a lot of men that are lazy, sorry, and inconsiderate. And you can't change them. Only God can. And they have to have a desire to want to change. Don't you have, don't you let a man have you walking around here looking uh, worn out and, and old and, and falling apart because he lazy and sorry. I'm not letting nobody break me down. If I'm looking woe down and tired, it's because it's something that I've been doing and working on for myself. I'm not going to let another human being drive me to an early grave because I've seen that happen to women. And I don't want it to happen to you either. I hope this podcast wasn't too long. And I hope that y'all understand why you just can't be lazy. You, you, laziness leads to, leads to nastiness. Your purse nasty. Your car nasty. Your ears are nasty. Your hair is sour. And all of that stuff. Your body stinks when you sit down. When you stand up, it stinks. I know this is just TMI, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. You just don't want this to be you. You don't want this to be you. You don't want to be wearing cut off sleeve shirts and you got all the, 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 uh, uh, your business out. You know, discretion, discretion is classy. Everybody doesn't need to know your business on Facebook and Insta Instagram and TikTok. Leave something for the imagination. If you are lazy and sorry, you don't want your husband to know it. Try to keep stuff, stuff decent and clean to the best of your ability. And if you don't like to do it, get a job. Get a job and pay somebody to come in your house and keep it up. You and your husband reach an agreement that you're going to pay a certain, a certain amount of money for somebody to come in and clean for you every month. Don't live like that. Don't let anybody reduce you to living in squalor. Because I know I'm not going to do it. It's, it. It doesn't do anything but make you depressed, fill you with anxiety and misery. Have you going every morning and paying $10 for a coffee because it makes you happy because that's the only thing that you can think about that makes you happy and that made you happy since you got married. That's why people spending all this money. Folks be spending money because they miserable and they get this little dopamine kick or high when they go out and spend money and they have big old garages full of junk and, 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 and selling this and selling that. For two dollars at a yard sale, trying to make back some some money so they can go back and get another high. It ain't no different from somebody that's strung out on drugs. You just strung out on shopping and buying stuff and 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 living like a a a a, a doggone peasant because your habits got you in the pole house and your husband mad and depressed because his lazy wife has habits. That has him in the pole house. 
Don't nobody want to live like that. That's what make, what make marriages fall apart. That man see that he going out working and trying to have something and, and, and you and, and, and everybody that you bring along with you eating up everything. Not even leaving a plate for the man that's paying the bill. You know, I got to say this, y'all, and I'm going to go. You know, there are men who work hard and pay bills. And when they get home, they have to look for something to eat. Huh? And y'all, and, and you're wondering why these men are, are, are exiting marriages and stuff? You, you, you're wondering why they're not coming home when the house is not clean? It's fine if you don't want to clean it. But it's hard for a man to come up off some extra money when he's giving you money and giving kids money and paying car insurance and all this other kind of stuff. Get a job. And use that money. To do things for your husband. To do things for yourself too. Y'all may not like what I have to say today, but if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to do nothing I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. This is my opinion. And this is, this, this is the platform that I'm using to talk about it. Because some of y'all are really struggling. A man that's paying the bills shouldn't have to come home and look for his plate. A man that's paying the bills shouldn't have to look for socks in his drawer. I'm just saying, you shouldn't have a, a designer pocketbook and, and no money in your bank account. You shouldn't be driving a, a, a beautiful uh, SUV and have uh, two donuts on them. You shouldn't be trying to go and have brunch and an overpriced salad with the girls. And you can't remember the last time you cleaned and, and you uh, cleaned out the tub or cleaned the bathroom or emptied the trash in your house. You burning candles to keep from smelling the trash. Don't nobody want a lazy wife. Don't nobody want a lazy husband. Make sure you seek God before you sign on that dotted line. Because instead of celebrating, you will be tolerating. God bless. <laughs>